Grace and peace to you, and thank you for showing up. In the song we just heard by the many, titled Again and Again, this Lenten refrain invites us and gives us voice to our deepest laments while also pointing us to hope. This is a time for creating space to pause, to center yourself, to be present to the Spirit of God in our lives. This is a time for you. And there is nothing you need to do but to just show up 
and listen. Our reflections and readings today come from the collective ministry, A Sanctified Art, with the Lenten theme of Again and Again. As we begin today, I invite you to take three deep breaths in through your mouth and out through your nose. As I continue, focus on your breath. And if your mind wanders, inhale and exhale slowly, coming back to your breath. Stay mindful of your breathing as a way to bring you back into the present moment. Again and again, we are drawn on courage. The story of faith is a story of courage. It took courage for John the Baptist to prepare the way. It took courage for Mary to say, here I am, use me. It took courage for the disciples to drop their nets and follow Jesus. It took courage for the paralyzed man's friends to lower him through the roof. It took courage for Peter to walk on water. It took courage for Jesus to enter Jerusalem on a donkey. Faith has never been easy. It is a journey of courage. Again and again, God shows us the way. The way to remember that God is here, the Holy Spirit is at work in your life, and that through Jesus, we receive grace upon grace forevermore. Today's reading will be from John 12, verses 1 through 19, and I will be reading from the Message Bible by Eugene Peterson. As I read, I invite you to listen and to hold on to a word or phrase that resonates with you today. The Gospel of John. Six days before Passover, Jesus entered Bethany, where Lazarus, so recently raised from the dead, was living. Lazarus and his sisters invited Jesus to dinner at their home. Martha served. Lazarus was one who was sitting at the table with them. Mary came in with a jar of very expensive oils, anointed and massaged Jesus' feet, and then wiped them with her hair. The fragrance of the oils filled the house. Judas Iscariot, one of the, of the disciples, even then getting ready to betray him, said, why wasn't this oil sold and the money given to the poor? It would have easily brought 300 silver pieces. He said this not because he cared two cents about the poor, but because he was a thief. He was in charge of their common funds, but also embezzled them. Jesus said, let her alone. She's anticipating and honoring the day of my burial. You'll always have the poor with you, but you don't always have me. Word got out among the Jews that he was back in town. The people came to take a look, not only at Jesus, but also at Lazarus, who had been raised from the dead. So the high priest plotted to kill Lazarus because so many of the Jews were going over and believing in Jesus on account of him. The next day, a huge crowd that arrived for the feast heard that Jesus was entering Jerusalem. They broke off palm branches and went out to meet him, and they cheered. 
Blessed is he who comes in God's name. Yes, the King of Israel. Jesus got on a young donkey and rode it, just as the scripture has it. No fear, daughter Zion. See how your king comes, riding a donkey's colt. The disciples did not notice the fulfillment of any scripture at that time, but after Jesus was glorified, they remembered that what was written about him matched what was done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb, raising him from the dead, was there giving eyewitness accounts. It was because they had spread the word of this latest God sign that the crowd swelled to a welcoming parade. The Pharisees took one look and threw up their hands. It's out of control. The world in a stampede after him. As I read the scripture a second time, I invite you to reflect on, a, on the word courage, meaning heart. Where is courage present in this story? Six days before Passover, Jesus entered Bethany, where Lazarus so recently was raised from the dead was living. Lazarus and his sisters invited Jesus to dinner at their home. Martha served. Lazarus was one of those sitting at the table with them. Mary came in with a jar of very expensive oils, anointed and massaged Jesus' feet, and then wiped them with her hair. The fragrance of the oils filled the house. Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, even then getting ready to betray him, said, Why wasn't this oil sold and the money given to the poor? It would have easily brought 300 silver pieces. He said this not because he cared two cents about the poor, but because he was a thief. He was in charge of their common funds, but also embezzled them. Jesus said, Let her alone. She's anticipating and honoring the day of my burial. You'll always have the poor with you. You don't always have me. Word got out among the Jews that he was back in town. The people came to take a look, not only at Jesus, but also at Lazarus, who had been raised from the dead. So the high priest plotted to kill Lazarus because so many of the Jews were going over and believing in Jesus on account of him. The next day, a huge crowd that arrived for the feast heard that Jesus was entering Jerusalem. They broke off palm branches and went to meet him. And they cheered. Blessed is he who comes in God's name. Yes, the King of Israel. Jesus got on a young donkey and rode it just as the scripture has it. No fear, daughter Zion. See how your king comes, riding on a donkey's colt. The disciples didn't notice the fulfillment of any scriptures at that time, but after Jesus was glorified, they remembered that what was written about him matched what was done to him. The crowd had been with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb, raising him from the dead. Was there giving eyewitness accounts? It was because they had spread the word of this latest God sign that the crowd swelled to a welcoming parade. The Pharisees took one look and threw up their hands. It is out of control. The world's in a stampede after him. Again and again, we draw on courage. In her reflection of the gospel reading, the Reverend T. Denise Anderson gives this commentary. 
lights, camera, action. We begin the high drama of Holy Week with a reading in three parts. Lights. In John's Gospel, the role of the sometimes mysterious woman who anoints Jesus before his death belongs to Mary, sister of Martha and Lazarus, whom Jesus resurrected from death. Judas objects to the act's expense, but Jesus points out there are still opportunities to address poverty. If that's Judas' desire, it's not. The spotlight is on someone we now understand as a scoundrel and who'd later play a major role in the crucifixion plot. Everyone's motivations are exposed and the week's events foreshadowed. Camera. The word photography comes from the Greek words for light and writing. Essentially, photography draws the light and the cameras are modeled after the construction of the human eye. All eyes right now are on Jesus. That's a problem for the chief priests who then set their eyes on Lazarus to undermine Jesus. We witness what is both secret and open. Action. Everything is now set in motion. Jesus' entry into Jerusalem is a spectacle. It's a protest, a counter-narrative to the empire's extravagance and repression. It happens opposite the Roman governor's own parade into Jerusalem for the Passover. It's the people's declaration of a different reign. The use of a donkey is Mesozoic imagery. It's a political theater, and it would ramp up the plots against Jesus' life. Courage derives from Latin core, which means heart. When we consider the full Palm Sunday picture, these are frightful times. So much is happening that is both hopeful and terrifying. Tensions and tears are plentiful, but the word will remind us to take heart. Again and again, we take heart amid the drama. The script is unsettling, but we have not yet reached the end. Again and again, we draw on courage. As Jesus prepares and heads into Jerusalem this Sunday on a donkey, and with the procession of palms, let us hear these words from Reverend Sarah R. from her poem, A Peaceful Protest. I wonder if Jesus could feel his heartbeat in his throat the way I do when I'm afraid. I wonder if he had to take deep breaths in through his nose and out through his mouth, tricking his body into a state of calm. I wonder if he was nauseous like I am when I'm headed into a hard conversation. I wonder if he had to summon his courage, tucking fear away so that he could hold on to what mattered most with both hands. I wonder, because time has taught us that it is not uncommon for a peaceful protest to start or end with an unjust death. So I wonder, did he know? Was he afraid? Did he see it? I want to hold what matters most 
with both hands. Let us pray. God of courage, if we could buy our way closer to you, we'd sell everything we have. If we could work our way to you, we'd never take a day off. If we could walk our way to you, we'd keep our tennis shoes right on tight. But I know, we know, we cannot buy or work or walk our way closer to you. We must listen our way closer to you. So Holy God, as you have done so often, done again and again, open our ears, clear out the self-talk that keeps us from you, dust out the negativity and distractions, remove any doubt hindering our way. Amen.